kids in the 412 i am your host meet i got my guest here fathom today from texas how's it going man how's the quarantine treating you terribly <laughs> <laughs> terribly i'm bored and i can't go to the studio so i can't really do anything yeah no i feel you um like how we were talking about like everything's kind of like a ghost town around here nowadays south side's not not popping like it usually is. There's nobody they out. Close jacks, man. I can't believe they touched jacks. Honestly, they touch jacks. Honestly, like you know, things are serious when jacks closes. Like, that was the last place. Man. <laughs> Any anywhere else could have got away with it, but jacks is not. It's not <laughs> no, absolutely. It's kind of like that last line of defense. It's just like. Now what do we do? <laughs> Last line of intoxication. <laughs> yeah. that's, where, that's actually where it starts for me. That's the, that's normally the go-to place when we, we're starting at Southside. Yeah, always? Typically. Yeah. Normally Jack's first. Jack's comes first pretty often. Now why is that? What what what, what draws you to Jack's? It's easy and uh, we can smoke in there, I guess. Yeah. We, it's like all my friends are, not even all my friends, like my main friend that makes the plans typically that's, Cause he's the only one that actually cares enough to like, all right, we're meeting here yeah. and we can do whatever. He's the organizer. Typically he, he likes, he smokes inside the bar often. So that's, that's not really good too, I think. <laughs> okay. So then does that mean after Jack's where are we heading? Are we heading down to, uh, D's cafe? D's cafe. I've been there maybe one. No, I've been there. T- no, once I've been there once. I actually was like, just the last time I was in Pittsburgh, I went there and it was nice. Yeah, these cafe is a pretty cool place. I I think my next go to. Uh, it depends on the mood I'm in because sometimes I don't want to be near people. I kind of just want to be with like my friends, and sometimes I'm okay with it like being a bunch. Yeah. But so no, it depends on where I'm headed. These is quiet, so that was nice. But then you have somewhere like, oh, it's trying to think what it's called. Jimmy D's. Yeah, Jimmy D's. Complete opposite. Complete messy, messy, messy evening. Oh my god! If you are trying to get just like totally obliviated in a just very uncomfortable crowd of people, Jimmy D's is your place to go. I'm typically trying to avoid that. Right? (laughs) That's not how I like to spend my Friday, Saturday nights. I I'd rather be able to sit at the bar and like actually have a conversation. Huh. <laughs> right those bars i'm just i'm just thinking about the trouble they almost get me into <laughs> so fab why don't you go ahead and tell the audience just a little bit about yourself give them a little, a little background information on who you are well i'm i go by fathom f-a-a-a-t-h-o-m three a's never forget it my real name's malik uh i grew up in i'm better different places like i i lived in uh I was, well, I'll start where I was born. I was born in Harrisburg, then I moved from Harrisburg to Pittsburgh, and then from Pittsburgh to Georgia, and then from Georgia back to Pittsburgh, 
And when I when we got back to Pittsburgh, we lived in Moon Township. And then from Moon Township, I was there for like a year and a half. Then I moved to Upper St. Clair. Okay. And then I was in Upper St. Clair until I finished high school. So from Upper St. Clair, I, I left Upper St. Clair and I want to say 2018, November of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, November of 2018. And I moved to Mount Washington with a couple of my friends because I was working at the Apple at Apple Store at the time okay. in uh, South Hills. And um, me and a couple of my buddies were just, we decided to just grab a spot together. Mm-hmm. It was mostly them deciding. Like, they they kind of brought me in last minute because they just asked me on a whim. Yeah. We were all pretty close. And I didn't think they think I would have been so easy to, like, convince, but I was. So... I moved out in November, and I was in Pittsburgh until August of 2019. Okay. So how are you finding Texas, then? I'm not finding anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I don't know. I mean, like, it's weird because, like, I'm, like, half extrovert, half introvert, but, like, it also depends on the day. Like, I, I don't really, like, sometimes I, since I've been here, I've really wanted to, like, put myself out there. I feel like I need, like a safety net before I, like, I go out there. I don't have one at all, so I kind of just stick it in myself right now. Well, I mean, kind of it's sucks. probably a little easy to stick to yourself right now being quarantined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even before that, like, I, I know maybe three people, three or four people that I, like, call friends or pals. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas, definitely. Like, when well, you grew up in Pittsburgh, it's like everyone knows everyone. Right, and, like, how we were also talking about, it's like, you know, you grew up, how did you make friends? School. <laughs> yeah. We're not, it's like, we're at the age now where it's like, we're not really in a school environment to like make friends anymore. It's just like, so where do you go now? Do you go to Best Buy and make friends with the guy that's buying Resident Evil too? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's no way to judge character outside of like just the quick meetings and you have to like learn over time without like, with the whereas like with other things, it's like, Oh, you know him. He's a good person, right? Because you can vouch for someone else's, like, character. Right. All just completely fresh, which is <laughs> annoying. No, absolutely. Um, how's the music scene been down there since you since you moved? The studio out here is incredible. Like, the one I record at is just it just sounds pristine. I don't know much about the scene itself because I haven't really... Um, figured out how to wiggle my way in yet i'm probably gonna try next time i'm at the studio talk to the guy that records me see who he knows he can get me in contact with because that way i'll just start making some so i'm not really making some calls everyone instagram dms nowadays for music shit it's just the only it seems like the biggest way i'll instagram dm some people right get some shit popping but no i want to figure it out because like it seems like out here is a little bit more lively just like the state in general because they have post malone is actually from like I, one of the dudes i know like this dude that sold me weed went to high school with post malone and he was like on like his snapchat story showing me like when we were talking the next day after because like him and him post were like in a party together yeah it's just funny because like he just is out here like with normal people he went to high school with, just right. chilling <laughs> yeah it's pretty and wild. he he really like that beer bongs and memory shit he lives that like yeah he, like, on the Snapchat star, he was going in. Oh, God. <laughs> Big beers. <laughs> <laughs> big beers. He's a he's a big Bud Light guy, right? Somehow, piss. Ugh. Not a fan of Bud Light? 
No, it's piss. I mean, I drink Miller Lite, so like it's like I can't really. <laughs> it's it's. I can't really say anything. My honestly, like my favorite's probably like Heineken. I like Heineken a lot. Heineken, really? Yeah, my dad. I grew up on Heineken because my dad, like, he always drank that when I, he was um when I was young, and I never like I tried it once when I was like a kid. And I was like so disgusted by it, but like it was it's familiar. Right. Yeah. So it's easy for me to pick that up and go for it. Yeah. No, I've uh, God, I would say I'm definitely maybe a Rolling Rock guy. Rolling Rock is awesome. Yeah, right. Rolling Rock is awesome. Rolling Rock, you ever had Shiners? I have not. I found out about that beer out here. It's like, it's a little like dark, but it's like not like all the way like on the yingling like heavy side. It's more like okay. in the middle, but it's like the flavor is like super like smooth. It's nice. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to give it a try. I'll have to give it a try. Um. So what inspired you to pursue music out of all things? Beer. Beer. Really? And I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> just, just doing that little segue thing. <laughs> now, for music, music was a complete win for me. Like, it, in, a, in a way that doesn't make sense. Like, when I was, like, I started writing when I was, like, 11. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, like, I was just, like, listening to, like, Eminem or something or, like, Drake. And I was just, like, this is really cool. And I think, and I didn't really give thought to it. I just thought, I want to write a song now. Yeah. So I just started and then before i knew it i was doing it for a long time and it was like no longer this is just a thing i'm doing like it just it started as a woman it just very quickly became something the only thing i was like interested in yeah it was weird to to see how that happened to myself because like bird's eye looking in it's just like i did not think i was gonna care <laughs> i thought it was just gonna be a thing i would do once or twice and that would be it and then like right. i just kept doing it and then i started obsessing about word choice and then like counting bars and then like before i knew it i was just like way way too in-depth with it to like not do it yeah now so you're that was what back when you were 11 you said you started writing music yeah i started writing at like 11 or 12 so that's like a decade in now so i'm saying fathom's definitely grown in a decade yeah music style has definitely changed it used to be super ass, yeah. The other styles were ass. That's what it was. Other styles were ass. That's a fun. It's like quote. there's two categories: ass, and then I'm not ass now. I'm like I'm not ass now. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a couple seconds. Yeah, I think my mom was just cooking. And she opened up. No, she's a great cook, but like if you open the oven and all that heat just hits me, thing it just it's gonna yeah. smoke or something. Where did you learn to write music? Is it just something you just started, and then like did you go and like take classes on it, or just no, kind of all on your own? I completely just went through and just manpowered and figured it out. Like I just only like the first year was probably me just like not even understanding that. The way it's going to sound in my head is not going to be how it sounds coming out of my mouth. Right. Because in my head, I don't have to breathe. In my head, I don't have to pause. In my head, I can go fast that I think I can. There's so many, like, variables that don't exist, like, in your head. That, like, you, I was, like, probably spending, like, the first couple of years just figuring that out. Yeah. And then, like, in the last recent couple of years, it's more like... I've been writing so long, it's like, I don't want to just write if it's not important or just not not something that really really matters to me yeah like uh for the last project 
like some songs on there like slipping like i rewrote that one probably like maybe six or seven times like it changed form so many times before it was actually like done yeah um then like the song with trez mountain i think if my memory serves like i picked the beat played it and trez and i both started writing and sat down in the studio for like an hour and then went and did that right there really like it's like like there's some songs that are just like that and then some are just like this is going to be like a labor of love for me because I'm going to hate this until I get it right. Right. So it's like some just, it seems like come more naturally than others. And then there's ones that don't. It's like you're kind of like beating your head against the wall a couple times to get it right. Oh, yeah. Because Madeline's just a super simple emotion. It's just the chorus is, I, I want a house so big, niggas think it's a mountain. Like, it's just, I'm obvious, it's hyperbole to like the fullest extent, but like, I'm just speaking to like what I want for myself. Right. Like it's just simple. And then with slipping, it's like a whole little metaphor of like how, like, trust some people and trust some the others, but like at the same time, you gotta watch your own back because you could fall and take a slip at any moment and you're out the game in terms of any, any facet of your life. Like, that's just, just you gotta watch your back. Yeah. Even from yourself, just watch yourself. Right. So then what would you say is the overarching message then of Fathom? And what, what, what you're trying to, I guess, stand for, represent? Everything is just, I think I see things in a pretty honest way. And I just kind of like try to reciprocate or not reciprocate, uh, relay that in an honest way. So it's just always going to be my honest perception. Like each song on the project is just coming from like the only, the only perception I'm able to really truly see. Um, I'll like, I'll give like, <clears throat> notes of other things from other people but at the same time it's like i only know what i know right right so it depends okay now in terms of uh collaboration then and like taking criticism um where do you fall in terms of like criticism like what's what's your judgment on it um well i try to be as open-minded as possible because i i i haven't made the money yet i haven't won yet so like i clearly don't have the cheat code yet unless there's just something i haven't figured out that i could do but like as of right now i'm just i'm here so like for me to be close-minded to anything anyone else could say to me is just stupid because who's to say they don't have the right answer smoking indo climbing indonesia smoke sativa wrestle sand cleave
Check the pattern, trace it back. Re up and double back. Spot my shit and then relax. Wait up, wait up, wait up. I told Shorty, wait up. Can't let niggas play us. Tell these niggas pay up. Said she wanna make love. Of course she wanna lay up. Solo on the FaceTime. Got me going way up. Way up, gotta get you wait up. All this shit is major. Yeah, all this shit is painful. Niggas used to hate me, I just see them later I don't need no neighbors, I just need some acres Niggas talk like it's way back, I'm the right now Smoking rapper weed with the athlete station Name a new strain after me, got her going crazy in the back Seats on the back streets with the lights out Young nigga living nice now, young nigga looking nice now Smoking Indo, climbing Indonesia Smoke sativa, wrestle, sign, cleave I'ma make a movie with a diva Even if I love her Check the pattern, trace it back Re up and double back Spot my shit and then relax Like uh, my engineer Taylor For the like the all of Moment of Vibrance He told me, um, he linked up with um, Linwood Because that's his friend from a long time He goes, yo, I got an artist That I want you to do a feature for Blah, 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 he did the he did the uh, talk for me, and then we worked out the business on it. Yeah. But um, I was thinking we were just going to make a completely original song. And then uh, Taylor comes to me a couple days later and goes, you know what, actually, I think that you should put him on uh, Indonesia. And at first, I was like kind of adverse to it, because like, that was like my baby off that project. Like At first, like I really, really liked that song, and I didn't want to change it at all. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, like, but clearly he hears something I don't, so I should at least give it a chance because at the end of the day, I can always say, no, I don't want to do that. Right. It's a, it's a pretty simple, like, you can just the open-mindedness to hear it was the, the important thing. And when I heard it, I was like, yeah, this this isn't my song anymore. He smoked it. It's now featuring him or now featuring me. Yeah. So how much how much of your vision for um, that song then did you have to change to make sure you can incorporate uh, him into the song? I really didn't change too much. It's the the first the, the first verse kind of like set the pace. Yeah. And the second in the second verse, whether it was my verse or his verse, kind of just pushed it forward either way. So it made sense in the long run. Right. The verse that I actually um the verse that I actually uh had on that song, I took and actually completely reworked and vamped into another song, so it kind of worked out perfectly for me. And it's like one of my favorite songs I've ever done. So like I'm not really. Uh, like I'm not mad about it but the thing is with like I no one's gonna always have the right answer so like being close-minded but at the same time being like sure of yourself you gotta have like the right balance of both sometimes you're gonna make the wrong call but you gotta you gotta be open to both right absolutely so it's like it comes down to one not only trusting yourself but also trusting the criticism of the person that who's giving it to you you know what I mean like what is their credibility in terms of the advice that they're giving to you? It has their advice. Even worked. before that, it's, it's called trusting the people around you. Like if you if you put someone around you that you don't trust, it's your fault. Right, right. No, definitely, and it's also too. It's like you know we are also the company we keep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're trying to build a brand, 
um, you know, portraying one Im like portraying this like certain type of image and this certain type of sound and stuff like that, then obviously you don't want to take the criticism and invite the like people in that aren't matching where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Unless unless you find it reasonable to sort of deviate off of your path to kind of involve the, like their criticism because it's something that you one see some like value in or two you see um i don't know maybe some like more room to grow in and a lot of people are willing to like open their mind to it yeah yeah absolutely um so like based off of that question then and like find out a little bit about more of like how you take criticism and also to like your writing process of the music um and what three words would you describe your music then three words uh, hmm. interesting unique this could sound like a, like a corny teenage girl describing herself so the boy she likes um, <laughs> but you know it's gonna be a little silly but the the reason i even chose the name fathom is because I like the meaning of it. Okay. What's the meaning behind fathom? So there's two. It's one. It's used as a nautical definite, like a nautical uh, unit of measurement for uh, depth. It's also used for uh, like the to means to understand. Okay. So like in my, I was like, I had it for a while. So like when I was younger, I was like, I want to make deep music for people to understand. Yeah. Like a clever little thing, but it was a. Uh, so kind of like deeper thinking like it's not even necessarily like i think i think special in comparison to other people it's just like i want to give thought to things that are just a little important to only the real ones around me the same ones around me they never will die me oh hundreds and fifties and billies you hear me hundreds and fifties and billies you hear me niggas don't like me that's painful for you cause pinions don't matter we're coming for you thoughts of a dinner is table for two hardly picking my plate with thoughts of my mood on a dick after days and caviar plates i wanted a taste it's broke or a tray my dick like an edge of the forehead it lays before the plague got a rope in the leg when a house so big niggas think it's a mountain money so green it's counted it's counting Looking like Alpine, surrounded, surrounded Smoking on gas, so big and so cloudy Only the real ones around me, the same ones around me They never will doubt me, uh Hundreds and fifties and billies, you hear me? Hundreds and fifties and billies, you hear me? We want the hundreds that stand through the roof Rockets still blasting, put that on my shoe I'm native, gon' get a spray paint on my coupe Black the windows, can't see when we shoot Ball like I'm Kobe, I'm up in the score I gave you the game, I can't give you no more Not rockin' designer, my vintage created This shit that I rock, you can't buy it in store Don't tell me you love me, you never gon' show it We be out thuggin', my team never forward I live in the matrix, the pill got me flowin' I gotta stay patient, look up where I'm goin' When a house so big, niggas think it's a mountain Money so green, it's counted, it's counted so based off of that in terms of like wanting to explain something deeper why don't you tell me a little bit about the song mountain uh that you featured with trez so I'm gonna I'll pull up the lyrics for that one. Okay. So I that song like I was saying earlier, it's just like that's a very simple like feeling. That's just I want so much for myself that I can't like that it's just gonna look like 
something that can't be real to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, since I was younger, I've always wanted to... I like the idea of grandiose success. Like, it just looks nuts to people. Like, and with music, I thought this is, like, one of the perfect ways to do it. I didn't... I didn't, um... I don't really do it... I don't think for money, per se. Like, obviously, I just kind of want to live comfortably, but, like, it's just more... The fact that, like, I did do it is the thing, I guess. Right, and like, it all, I think also, too, it's kind of like... You, you've picked a career in which you have, for the most part, total control over. Right. You know what it's I mean? almost more the achievement than the payout. Right. So it's like you can take you can take your ceiling and make it as high as you want. Like it's only and it's up to you to live up to it. You know what I mean? So Precisely. if you if you hit a level where you're comfortable at, and like you know you like where where you're at in your stage of life and that type of thing. It's like, all right, I'm gonna chill here for a little bit. You're able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, no one's ever, no one's ever gonna be like, ah, oh, like once you like you step away, you like can't come back. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, yeah, it's definitely important to ride the wave while it's you know while it's high. But like, I think it was like Matthew McConaughey said this. It was like. You don't all, like, why is the good times, like, ever have to end? Why, why can't they just stay there? Why can't we just always be in the good time? Because life comes at you fast. That's why. This, this is also but. true. This is also true. Life does come at you fast. And it's like, are, how are you going to be, are you going to be ready for when you do have to make a change, though? Oh, yeah. That's all I'm really, like, like, it's funny. I... At first, like, I didn't know why I came down here, and then certain things happened and moved into place, and I was like, okay, this is this is the luck I needed. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm hopefully, like, I got some things in the works that I'm hopefully going to be in motion pretty soon, but it it's just, like, it's funny when you think about something, like, your whole life, and you have no idea how it's going to look, but you have all these different ideas in your head. It's like you can't really be prepared for that, but you can, like, think you are. Yeah. So I, I don't really, I'm not wasting time to be like, oh, I'm so ready. I'm just like, I'm just using all my energy to be as aware of everything and ready for what can happen as possible. Right, absolutely. Now, as of right now, since we are in quarantine, what are you, are you what? Are, how are you using this time to like, as a benefit? I'm trying to get inspired. Lately, I haven't even had much, uh, like the last couple of weeks, like I haven't had much like, going on to even write about to think like i hate writer's block honestly it's the worst thing that exists like and it happens to me enough where I'm, like i'm like annoyed but i guess like i've been writing for so long i have to like have something i really want to say for it to like matter yeah and like when i'm like not really like experiencing anything i have nothing really to write about so it's like going in that circle of trying to find things to be a catalyst and like trying to find ways to i don't know it's just a weird loop. No, I mean, it's definitely, this is like something, obviously, this is definitely something that no other, like, generations have, like, lived through in terms of, like, having to be, like, quarantined, like, self-quarantining and, you know, isolated bars are shut down, multi-billion dollar industries are just, like, canceling. Paused. 
Yeah, just like canceling, you know, like the NBA season canceled. Like, come on, like, this is wild. This is like definitely something. It, it's I feel like we're living in a movie. We're either like either some things are gonna be like different forever because of this because like all these things are like that are just happening like government just gave out so much money and then like so many times that companies and countries have not countries like just or like organizations have tried to stop do like things that would benefit communities and then government's just like we don't have the bread for you that's like insane because they did <laughs> yeah. they literally, they, you literally did like you had enough for everyone quote unquote whatever like yeah I've done a lot of jobs that were said like you can't work from home a lot of people are being forced to work from home because y'all still want to make some money but right you told them they couldn't like there's so many things that like so many lies that are being put on the forefront that people are gonna have to like think about and it's just like interesting no definitely and it, and also i think like during this time though i think this is when we're gonna see i think music is definitely gonna like i mean music is always like a reflection and always like a catalyst to your culture and your society and like the way mm -hmm. and like it always like speaks for where you're at in certain times and i'm honestly really interested to see over these next couple months and over these like next year or two how much of an impact this quarantine and this virus has had not just on like the like global economy and you know other factors but on music and in terms of like people speaking about it and people like what was people's experiences you know what i mean i want to know what some you know i don't know underground rapper in italy what his what his view take is you know what i mean compared to like you know somebody like you and i here in like the states you know me here in Southside, you down in texas you know where things i mean things are obviously like bad but like we ain't full-blown italy bad you know what i mean nah or Thank even the, or even the even to hear something like even like hear like a like a um like a cre like a k-pop star or you know like a like a japanese like singer come out and like express like what they were going through like during that like during this time like it, it's going to be interesting to see because music brings people together music breeds community in my opinion so it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see how how much this quarantine affects that and how much i think how much it's going to pull us together as like a music community i think it if there's something that i think if drake were to drop right now or someone of Drake's level, or some someone that would really like garner a lot of attention, that would be like a big like. That would push a lot of people into the music conversation, and I think it would actually like sprout outward now because people would be really bored to like continue these conversations. Mm -hmm. But I think it would need someone big to like jumpstart that situation, and after that it would follow. But everyone's bored, and they just want to hear good shit. Like Uzi did. Uzi did uh some stupid like with his second album. I think his first one did three fifty. Yeah, the, did you say wasn't it like six hundred six hundred k or something? Total was like six hundred. Yeah, that's just that's that's filthy. <laughs> Nobody like in the streaming the streaming era, no one's making like no one's doing those numbers. Right. And um, I don't know. Like I think like a lot of artists definitely took this quarantine 
and like took or are taking advantage of it to like release their music like weekend's new album it came out i i'm i'm a weekend fan so i think it was fire don toliver's uh heaven or hell oh my god hell yeah that that's a that's a slap in a game dude you'll be on my back like a cardigan kill that shit <laughs> Dude, Cardigan, I've been playing Cardigan, like, every day since the album. That and Euphoria, like, are definitely my two favorite off of the album. After Party, been going. Oh, uh, like, yeah. The way he goes into that first verse was, like, he didn't have to do that on the first verse. Like, you don't come into the, you don't start the, the song like that. That's nutty. He started the song, like, right up here, bro. He just, yeah. Like, he, he just, he like, out of pocket from the go. Yeah. <laughs> he, he took the lead and just, like, kept it. And then, Spa- yeah, you know, and then Spaceship too. Spaceship with, yeah. I, with Shaq West was really good too. Like there's just been... I don't. It's very few times I ever want to hear Shaq West, and that wasn't one of them. Really? It was hilarious. <laughs> I bust my SUV. Nobody can breathe. <laughs> Do it, Michelle. My my brother's in the background. <laughs> but we've been yelling. We've been yelling that at each other for the past two days, like just, <laughs> just randomly. I bust my SUV. Nobody can breathe. <laughs> like, what was he doing? <coughs> Fuck. <coughs> his, his flow was nutty. Like, he needs to... Re- like, Sheck West... There's certain rappers that, like, can rap... Even when they can't, te- like, rap on a technical level well. Yeah. He gotta work his technical skill up just a little bit, and he'll be fine. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, dude, because I love... Bit. I love his energy. I love the energy. Oh, yeah, the energy's fire. Like... The, the uh the Travis Scott documentary on uh on Netflix. I'm I'm assuming you've watched it by now. I've seen part of it. I couldn't. I wasn't like in the right mood to watch it when I first picked it up. So like the one the one uh there's like the one part of it where um I forget. I'm assuming they were in uh, Africa uh, for like the con for this concert or something. But like. Uh, Check West comes on. Well, Mudboy, as he was like known as Mudboy. Mudboy like comes on and like, oh my god, this place just erupts. Like, just gets mm-hmm. bonkers. Like, I was like, holy fuck! Like, this is like insane. Like, it was like full on. Like, it looked like a riding like rager. Like, the energy was just insane. Like, I wanted to get up and put my head through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I saw. Did he perform with Travis two years ago in Pittsburgh? I want to say he did. Yeah, I think it was Shaq West. I saw him there. I saw him and Don Tolliver. I think they were crazy. They were uh, both crazy. Was that when they were at PBG? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. His energy is just is like definitely unmatched. But I agree. Like his technical skills just need to be ironed out a little bit. Just a little bit. Just like, not even, you don't gotta rework yourself. Just, just tighten up. Just go to the gym. Right. <laughs> just go to the, get in the gym. Now speaking, now speaking of technical skills, where would you say Fathom is? What is technical skills at this point in time? Every time I feel like I'm all right, I'm not all right, but every time I feel like I like break through something and like figure something else out, it's only a matter of time before I ever figure something else out. Like, I approach it like this. Like, I was listening to this podcast a couple months ago, and you ever you ever check out the Joe Budden podcast? The what? The Joe Budden podcast. 
I have not. Please, please send it over. So there's this dude on there named Rory. And Rory is just one, like, he's just a young, he's 29. But he's super, he, he's super tight with, like, Hove and, like, a lot of people that he just shouldn't be cool with mm-hmm. at his age. Like, he shouldn't have been lucky enough to be cool with those people. Like, you got to be super dope to get in the same rooms as those people as a young dude. Because he's been cool with them for years. But they were, he um, was at a brunch. Like, Hove did, like, the Rock Nation brunch. And then Hove and um, Rory were just bullshit. And then Hove leans into Rory's ear and goes, I'm getting better. Jay-Z feels like he's still getting better. <laughs> Jay-Z, the rap alien, feels like he's still getting better. So, like, I don't really look at it like... That's how I try to treat it. Like, I I can always get better. Like, if Jay-Z's still feeling like he can get better, I can get better. Right. So, like, I, I'm, I just write all the time as much as I can. I rap as much as I can. I record as much as I can because as long as I'm working still, like, it's eventually whatever I, I might not notice is going to work itself out, whatever I do notice. Mm-hmm. No, nah, but I just, I think I just finally, I killed all the lifelessness in my delivery recently. Like in the last two, like the, the what you're going to hear soon, crunch time. Yeah. When we insert that in here. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to play. <laughs> okay. I got, I got tired of it. Yeah. No, I mean, so this is definitely, so are we saying this is like, like crunch time again would then be like fathom like 2.0? You could say that. You could say it. It's definitely it's an it's a new sound that I've, I haven't used before, and it's probably like it's a new home base. I feel like I I've, I don't I don't um ever like whenever I make a song a certain way like and it's in something new to me. I always kind of like revisit like all those different styles. I feel like or like combine them. So like I don't really ever stop trying something before. Like I don't think unless it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But it, that one that's definitely like just a whole new like type of like vibe for me. Right. Now, how does an artist know when his or her sound is not working? When people are not, like, talking to you at all? Like, I think the reason I would say my last project came out as good as it was is because of Taylor. Because he did not, he was on the side of music the whole time. He wasn't on my side. He was, like, on the side of whatever is, whatever is sitting in my computer has to be hot. Right. So if I don't like this, you're going to do it over, and I'm going to tell you that it's ass because I'm your friend, and I'm going to make you do it over so it's not ass. Right. So we were in the we – like, whenever we recorded, we, like, just, like, got straight to the nitty-gritty. Like, we were just, like – feelings were out the window. Like, if it's not good, we're going back in. If it's good, it's cool. We're next. Like, we, we just moved through things like that. Yeah. He definitely helped me a lot with making that project good. But – um. Even now, it's just like, I just kind of like, I know what I can do and know what I have done before. And if it doesn't sound as good as what I have done, I'm not going to keep it. And if it, and once it, if it sounds better, then it's like, all right, that's the new bar. If it sounds better than the last thing I did, then that's the new bar. And whatever I do next has to sound better than this or as good as it does. Right. And that's just how I've been trying to like just build. Now, in terms of like your collaborations, like, you just had the uh, K&D project come out with a thought. I mean, Jerry Berry was on there. Reg, uh, Trez, I mean, shit, like, Pomp. I mean, we had, and then what, Cali, Cali was on that too, right? Cali produced and did some mixing, I think. We had Reg, who rapped, Pompey rapped. I mean, I should say Guru. All right, we all know him. As, like, I know him as Reg too. Right. Like, I, just keep, <laughs> I gotta stop. Like, Guru rapped, Pompey rapped, Trez rapped. 
Jared Berry snap. That toxic joint, that yeah. was super nutty. Like, uh, Cali made that beat. He sampled toxic, and the chorus was hard. Like, they threw that shit together perfectly. Like, toxic is hard. Dude, K, K and D came out very, very well. I like it a lot. I almost, like, I wish we could have, I, I wish I was still there. So I could have, like, when they were really getting to the shit with it, I could, like, had more hands on. But, like, most, like, what I had to do, like, I gave them my joints and they, like, they just recorded on them. And it was just, like, damn, like, I wanted to, like, be in the mix for it. Yeah. Like, if, I wish we were doing it just a couple months sooner because I would have been able to be really, like, really present. Yeah. Dude, but it got, did come out really well. It for came what out we really good. It came out really good. I, there definitely needs to be a part two. <laughs> I'll let them know. There definitely needs I'll to let be the boys know. Like I, I'm, I'm put, I'll put, I'll put money on that. <laughs> like there needs to be a part two on that. I'm, I more than ever wish I had a home studio today. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Now in terms of like, kind of. So we've talked about like you've been writing for God almost like a, over a decade now. Um, right pretty open-minded when it comes to collaborations and criticism but also likes to be in control so my question then and this is going to be i'm going to pull from an icebreaker uh what role would you say you play in the music industry when you say role what do you mean i'm an artist so you gave the analogy earlier of like a servant you see yourself as like yeah. a servant. So why don't you go ahead and like dive in a little deeper into that? Well, I feel like like it's almost like if they're a line of food trucks, like they're they're servants of whoever's there and it's like you either have to give me something that's really, really appealing that makes me want to go over to your food truck or I have to have tried you before. And at that point it's like consistency and um and brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. Like people that there's like certain people that like love Chick Fil A and it's not even really straight up because the chicken the chicken's fire but it's like more like how they they always say um your my pleasure whenever like just like little things like that that you build into your brand that's just like make the difference I feel like mm-hmm. but um I guess in terms of like I I'm still trying to figure out who wants to eat my food like I'm I'm just making I'm working on the dishes right now I'm like. And now that I feel like I'm finally in a place where I want to actually start presenting, like, to everyone, I have to figure out the best way to get seen by a lot of people without just throwing shit, just throwing shit out there. Because, like, it's expensive to record them, and it's expensive to, like, get the beats, it's expensive to get the rights, it's expensive to get it done. So, like, unless I, like, put together the right plan, and I shouldn't waste the money to put it out. Right. So that's it's ready. So definitely one that then takes his time to sit back and plan it out rather than then jumping head first. I mean, like now I am because when I was younger, I used to like record a song, get it back, and then drop it the same day. Just kind of like a little. It sounds like a little kid at Christmas, just like yeah, <laughs> like I just, just wanted, can't. I was like, oh my can't god, wait I, I did open it. up the presents. <laughs> Everybody, look at me! I made this thing like looking right now. It's just like, and I I didn't get that that didn't work. Mm-hmm. But now that you have, it seems like you take a more, like, analytical approach to things. And it seems like you like to kind of have a game plan, like, kind of figured out and mapped out ahead of time. Oh, yeah, because, like, if I don't, then it's just, like, 
I'm just playing luck and I like I'm tired of playing luck. I played luck so many times and like obviously I'm not as lucky as I'd hope, so I have to like play strategy now. Right. And do you think that the like platforms such as SoundCloud and obviously like YouTube's been around but like the increase in use of like Spotify and like Apple Music, do you think that that's had like an impact on the industry in terms of like what type of game plan that you have to like figure out in terms of like when it's like comes to dropping new music or um, how to market your brand on social media and like the importance of like a social media presence now compared to you know just having your music like. How has that affected you as an artist in terms of like your game planning? I wish the bigger streaming services would realize that independent artists are kind of like pretty exclusively migrating over there because everyone I know is like releasing on all DSPs now. Because it's like if I'm going to release and get maybe 30 streams, at least my 30 streams are going to get me my two cents. Like at least over time it'll build up as I continue to keep working at it. And that's the logic, but it's like they're so catered to the larger artists that it's like we're we're e- we're even more lost in the noise now. Like, like they should have like indie artists like pages like on the front page of like SoundCloud. Like, we should just have or not SoundCloud on like Apple Music. Like, there should be a section of things that like are super like low charting that are just like considered like well liked. Yeah, like I'm just like a like a tr- like a here's what's trending now. You know what I mean? Like in your area. Yeah, but for, like, like way, way lower, more, like, clicked artists. Like, right. the, like, the people that aren't getting enough information or right. getting enough, um, drip, like, draw up. Now, do you think that should be a service that artists pay for? Do you think that's a service that these, like, platforms should offer just to offer? I mean, yes and no, because, like, that's, like, getting into the integrity of the platform. Like, I can't expect them to value music. They probably value the money they're making, like, the music industry is worth more money than it's ever been for people that are in charge. And even probably just as, it probably hasn't really grown much in terms of like people that are like working in it, but like there's a lot more money floating around in it because of like the data through streaming. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like certain things should just be provided, but in terms of like reality, I know they're not going to. Yeah, it, it'll definitely take, it definitely would, I feel like would take a new platform or um for a company to see like a lot of like profit in an area to then start offering a service like that because like at the end of the I day wish. you know these companies they the big companies they care about profits yeah you know i mean that's what Profit it comes down to nothing else. right um it now in terms of um your music and like where you're at right now what are you working on uh this year like what do you got what do you got in the we got in the chamber. We got in the chamber. So initially I was thinking of doing another project and I thought maybe I should just kind of like just drop shit. Like I'm thinking I might just do some singles like for the rest of the year and just like see how well they like kind of like pull mm-hmm. and just be more consistent about it. Because that way I'll get the attention over time because I feel like if I just drop a, an EP in the middle of the year like it's not going to really matter unless there's like things following and proceeding i'm still trying to get that balance figured out yeah okay um in terms of like any um collaborations coming up do you got anything lined up in terms of uh collabs with other people 
me and Trez have been talking, but that's my boy, so we're always going to probably end up working. Like, it's, that's less of a surprise, more like how, what format is it going to come in? Is it his song or mine? Right. But Trez and I are probably going to come soon with more shit. I want to try and get another joint with Linwood. Um, me and Guru keep talking about how we need to do an EP. So maybe that'll finally happen. Candy too. I like there's no like there's so many people I'd like to make music with and like and I think that's one thing that needs to happen in Pittsburgh is that everyone's making music with each other so they like are marrying those different fan bases as they're all still currently small, but they'll grow through webbing. Right. Like, yeah, because like, like if you got, you know, we'll just say like 50, 50 followers, Guru got forty, you know, such and such got like thirty, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like if like the artists start to interact with each other, then their communities it's will inevitably connect. You know what I mean? But instead, people got egos and they want to beef instead. Like we, none of us are winning right now, and this is not helping us win. No, absolutely. It's definitely if you want to grow and you want to get and like you really do want to make it. In my opinion, the best way to do it is to grow together. Mm-hmm. Because and that's and that's that's kind of like the approach that I've taken taken with this podcast is like, you know, and like people have asked me and in, in like before interviews when we're sitting here BS and like, you know, how much have you made doing this? And I'm like, nothing. I said actually, like if you think about it, I've lost money because I've bought mics, like gotten mm, yeah, you like, gotta spend right. Like I've updated my software and like, I don't charge anything for an interview cause I don't believe in it. I don't charge people for shout outs. I don't believe in it. Like, I don't know. I need to, I'm still trying to establish a platform myself. And exactly. what's the, and what's the best way to do that? One, become likable Two, produce good content. And three, get with people that like, per, Are both get with people who have the thing. same, image and drive and like kind of focus it like you want your own stuff to have you know what i mean because it comes back to that adage that i told you earlier like you are the company you keep yep. you know what i mean so like at the end of the day like i'm not gonna put my like the podcast's integrity on the line to have somebody on here who i don't think is like who I don't think like you know serves like what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? So like, I wouldn't use your platform for good. Right. A lot of people abuse those. Right. Like I'm like, and the best way to do it is like to to forge a platform is to go out and meet people and just be real and just be like, hey, look, I'm here. You're here. We both want to get here. Why can't we help each other some way somehow? That's a good. That's a good mentality, and a lot of people need more to employ it because you'll miss out so much more by not being willing to help, like play with others. Right. So many people are not willing to play nice, and it's like to their own detriment. Right. So you mentioned crunch time earlier in the interview as something that is uh, one of the songs that you're going to be working on. Um, why don't you tell me a little bit about crunch time? 
Nigga, it's crunch time. Catch me at the wrong time. I'm leading with a punchline. I promise I'm on incline. Zooming through the streets blind. In some shit that's right above your bracket. You on bus time. With that bitch that keep kicking your back and you on her time. Labels keep on trying to have the meeting. They on my time. But I'm still on incline. No, I gotta say it twice. Diamonds low wet. Put the ice and rice. I'ma be a vet. Don't you get where it's going right? One a million dollars quick. You gon' have to work. Put a seed in the ground. Grow a tree from the the dirt money all of mine for my slimes bring these niggas earth i'ma get these niggas earth show you what you really work don't you see where i got real cream when i pop they been coming through the crop said i'm what you niggas want said i'm going in the top like i'm over with the shit music been my only brick ever since i found a whip hey so that one Crunch time came together because I was I was just there was this beat I found and I was just harping on it. like it just has like this like kind of like flute in the background that it just sounds like just, it just goes and you're just I'm just listening to it like there's got to be something I could do to that and I was like sitting with my buddy at the um at his vape shop and I was just like we're just BSing I kept playing the beat on over and over and he was like he's like you gotta come up with something I said I have no clue <laughs> and um. And I like, and I like, stood up and walked around for a bit. I said, "Okay, it's crunch time." Like, like in passing, like, like to simplify, like I'm gonna sit down and get it. And I said, "Oh shit, that's kind of a kind of a hard start." Yeah. So I wrote that down, and I just went from there. And then I flowed super easy as soon as I had that first line. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So it's kind of it was kind of like almost like mountain, then like kind of just like came to you. Yeah, I finished. I wrote that one in an hour and a half or something like that. But I didn't record it, and I recorded it like two days later. You read a whole song in an hour and a half. Yeah, some like some come like that. Some are in a some are done, and then some are like Jesus. weeks. Damn, like I don't so like I write I write like poetry and I write like some nonfiction too, because uh, like one of my one of my majors is uh, English, and like you know I can whip out like a decent poem like in about half an hour like a decent decent like couple line poem but like a whole fucking song bro in an hour and a half that's ridiculous it just sometimes like you just it's you're just in a spot where it's like almost like i'm freestyling yeah. with my hand i'm just writing my freestyle out like it's just it's just coming to me so i'm like i'm just going with it and when they're like oh i'll go back i'll look over and like all right tweak 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 and it's just like this is exactly what i wanted <laughs> It's, uh, I feel like, like, to me, I feel like writing a song, I feel like I'd be like, you know, Spongebob, that one Spongebob episode where he's sitting down, he got to do that, like, homework assignment or whatever, Duh. and he's like, and some of these, and some of these were almost yeah. there, and done, and it's just like, the <laughs> like, That's exactly how it's been these last couple weeks. I feel like I can't come up with anything. <laughs> you know, though? Like, it's annoying, because, like... It like feels like I'm I'm like oh my god I'm never gonna be able to write again and then like one day like it'll be like probably like a week from now or like it could be an, an hour whenever we finish this I'll just hop on and just like get into right into my pocket and then I'm like where was this like, where was the energy like why does it disappear like I can't stand that like so, I hate the fact that it's just like comes and goes so what do you do I guess then to like kind of incite that creative process um, like is there like like what do you what what is your creative process 
Typically, I just open my notepad on my phone or my laptop, and I'll just, like, roll through beats on YouTube or, like, through beats. people that have sent me. I'll just, like, listen close, and I'll just... I'll look for melodies a lot lately. Like, I'll look for just way, like... I'll, like, honestly, like, freestyle like this, like, da 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 just to get, like, a, a, fl- a melody or a flow, like, see where it fits, and I'll, like, I'll know, okay, I can kind of attack it with this tempo. Mm-hmm. That kind of tempo has this kind of mood to it. If I'm going to say it, doing this kind of speed and that mood, it's like my voice is going to sound like this. What I want to say in that voice, because, like, it'll all, like, it all has to marry itself together. No, I feel that. Okay. So it just depends where I get the first building block from, but I'm going to build off of that and, like, go from there. Right. In terms of building blocks, um, what are your goals for this year? For this year? Uh, that's a hard one because that's, like, I need to know my my quote-unquote start point because I was telling you earlier, like, I got some stuff in, in the works that I can't, like, quite talk about quite yet, but, like, it's in the works. Mm-hmm. So it kind of depends on when that is. Like, like let's say I start – Let's say I start tomorrow. I know by the end of the year I'll be I'll be doing I'll be doing some shows. I'll be moving around. It's just like my actually I'll change it. My goal for the end of the year is to have recorded ten incredible joints. Ten what? Uh, ten just incredible songs, just incredible joints. Okay. So because I'll, I'll that's one thing I can control within myself just immediately. I'll just make sure I have ten joints, just ten good ass songs. All right. So well. everything as everything moves, I'll have those ready. I got I got that uh I got that written down then. So uh Sunday, March twenty second, two thousand and twenty, Fathom stated his new goal is gonna be ten hot new songs dropping. Keep me honest. Throughout you gotta the keep year. me honest, bro. Alright, we'll we'll be checking back in. Like we'll I don't be know if they're gonna it might they might not even drop, but they have to be I'll have to have ten joints ready. That's alright. Ready whenever it's time. That's alright. We'll have to check back in, in a couple months. I'll, try, I'll throw some previews on the gram or whatnot. Okay. Keep it honest. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, I I appreciate you for stopping by the stoop today. Uh, yeah. virtu- well, stopping by virtually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stopping by the FaceTime. Right. <laughs> um, I appreciate. It. I mean, this has been awesome. I mean, definitely. Uh, it's only my second interview I've done. Uh, non in person, and we had a couple bugs to work out with technology, but uh, this is we'll definitely this is definitely gonna be one for the books, one for the quarantine books. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> something to look back on, like when we're reflecting this with like you know our kids or grandkids or whatever, be like, you know, hey, like you know, Malik, do you remember when uh you lived through the uh Corona pandemic? Yeah, like I actually did an interview with the Stoop kids, like. No, this is definitely monumental, um, and I really appreciate you taking uh, the time out of your day to come on and uh, shoot the shit with me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, give yourself a little shout-out so people know where to follow you on social media and uh, where to find your music. Word. On every social media, it's F-A-A-A-T-H-O-M. Three A's. Don't ever forget it. That's it. That's all you need to know. You'll find me everywhere with that. Um, and in, in my bio, has got the link to all my recent music and everything I've been working on recently. Dope, man. Hit it up. Moment of Vibrance out now on everything. Hop on Spotify, hop on Apple Music, on SoundCloud. Moment of Vibrance. You heard it here, folks. Moment of Vibrance. Fathom. Make sure to check them out on social media. 
um, and also on Spotify and Apple Music as well as all the other platforms I know he's up on. Um, also, make sure to follow Stoop Kids 412 on Instagram. We got the link in the bio. All major, all eight major platforms, including Spotify and Apple Music and Google Podcast. No reason not to listen. Um, again, this is my guest, Fathom. Thank you for stopping by the Stoop, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, y'all. Until next time, I am your host, Meet, signing off. Stoop Kids. Four, one, two.